Good evening, friends and partners in the gospel. It's a great joy and a delight for me to be able to share with you around a very important topic and that of leadership. Uh, Dudley Daniel was really very good at encapsulating fundamental principles and doctrines of our faith in very short sentences and in a few words, in fact. And we're going to look at one of those little sentences that became that has become a mantra amongst us and in our circles. And so Daddy would take a great truth like witnessing and say, what you get saved into is more important than what you get saved out of. I can remember another uh, uh, encapsulation of a spiritual principle when he said, um, friendship before function. And by that, he meant that we to um, operate from a basis of being a family together, that relationships were important. It's sometimes more important than just the functions that are value towards each other lay in our friendships, in our relationships, rather than in our function purely. And so this evening, we're going to look at another one of those very, very short sayings, and those are the three R's. I've been asked to speak to the three R's, dealing specifically with leadership. And those three R's are recognize, raise up, and release. And so the first point I would want to make this evening is that leadership is a spiritual weapon that when used properly is able to neutralize all the plans of the devil and advance the borders and the boundaries of the kingdom of God. Dudley also said in one of his manuals, he said, leadership is and always will be one of the most significant keys in the kingdom of God. Romans 12 verse 8 says, leadership is a spiritual gift. So when it comes to recognizing, raising up, and releasing, it has to be within the context and the dimension of a spiritual activity that we involved in. When we get to use this weapon of leadership effectively and powerfully, we begin to plunder hell and populate heaven as Reinhard Bonnke taught us so many years ago. So there, I'm so aware of the fact that there are leaders that struggle to draw the sword of leadership and to use it to advance the kingdom. When God grows a church, he expects the leadership to grow, not only in maturity and in capacity, but also in numbers. And so the end result of a healthy New Testament church is that it will constantly be producing a pool of leaders um, as it continues to partner in the gospel. Some leaders find it really, really easy to raise a crowd on a Sunday or on any other kind of activity. It's easy to raise a crowd, but it's difficult to raise leaders out of that crowd. And I've noticed as I've traveled amongst the churches over the last few years that the more controlling a leader is, the more difficult it is for him to raise up leaders around him. The more indispensable a leader feels to the work that he's involved in, the harder it is for him to raise up leaders. The harder it is for a leader to trust people and to entrust things to people, the more difficult it becomes for him to raise up leaders around him. I said 
that recognizing, raising up, and releasing is a spiritual activity. So let's just have a look at them. Uh, number one, recognize. This has to be something that's spiritually discerned. Jesus chose some really dodgy customers, if you think about it. The Bible's clear. It exposes all their faults and their weaknesses. Peter was a kind of a hothead who didn't carefully respond to situations. He kind of reacted rather violently at times to circumstances. James and John, the two brothers, weren't very much better than that. They also wanted at one stage to call down fire and to blot out of existence a village that had shunned the Lord Jesus. Thomas carried with him this inability to really believe what Jesus was on about and what he was preaching. And so of all time in history, we know him as Thomas the Doubter. And so the guys that Jesus picked weren't perfect, but he recognized something in each one of their lives. He didn't wait for them to become perfect. He took them as they were and began to work on them because he'd seen them through spiritual eyes and he perceived spiritually their destiny. And um, because he had a clear, their identity, their spiritual identity was clear before him. He was able to choose them and um, turned them into this incredible force of 12 men that impacted the entire known world at that stage. And so what do we look for in recognizing um, the call of God on people's lives and the destiny that they carry? So the first thing we look at is character, and that's heart. And there are many books that have been written around character, but you cannot sidestep this issue of character. We're talking of things like integrity, honesty, faithfulness, servant-heartedness. You cannot bypass those foundation blocks in a leader's life. If they're not there, he's not ready. The next thing we look to recognize and to raise up leaders goes around the call of God. Is there a call of God on this person for, an, for leadership? We look to see whether there's an anointing to govern does this person that we're looking at for leadership um, live comfortably with authority in submission to and in, and in exercising authority? We look to people's skills. Can they deal gently, kindly, wisely with discernment, with uh, interpersonal relationships, and with people and folk in the life of the church? And then we also look in our exercise at spiritually discerning whether leadership is on folk or not, as to whether they have preaching skills. I've been amazed in, in our country, just following every now and again when I get an opportunity, the witnesses that have been questioned at the State Capture Commission. And uh, they're at the commission because of underlying corruption and just maladministration and poor, poor, poor leadership. And I'm often left with the conclusion after I've seen the, the examiners ask the questions and the replies and the responses, I'm left with this, this question in my heart as to who decided that they would be a great candidate for chief executive officer of um, ESCOM or SAA? Who decided that this person who's doing so poorly that shows such a lack of any kind of leadership skill. Who thought that they would be a great chief financial officer in the company? And so I think 
the destruction that has come to our state-owned enterprises through really poor leadership starts with folk not being able to recognize the gift of leadership on people. So those are some of the things that we look at as we, as we try to recognize the gifting and the destiny of God on the folk that we have the privilege of leading. The second one, to raise up leaders. Well, we've got the greatest example of all time in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he had a very, very simple way of raising up leaders. Five steps, and this is how they go. He said, I do, and you watch. I do, and you help. You do, and I help. You do, and I watch. You do, and other people watch you. Very simple, very easy, profound, effective, and powerful, and it's been working like that for 2,000 years. Let me just run through those things again. I do, as the leader, you watch me do it. I do, then I ask you to help me as I do it. I then say, you do, and I will help. You do, and I will now watch. You do it, and allow someone else to watch. Very simple, very easy, and Jesus was able to raise up many, many leaders through that, and the church has done that through history. The last one, release. God called me into ministry through Zechariah chapter 3, verse 7. I was um, practicing law in a, a legal practice, and there was talk of uh, the leader who ultimately took over moving. And two years before that, in a quiet time, God gives me this scripture. But he gives it to me in a way that it comes alive to me. It was like God spoke to me. And he says this in Zechariah 3, verse 7. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in obedience to me and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you a place among those standing here. And that word just came into my heart, and I knew that if I fulfilled those requirements of being obedient to God and walking in the steps that he shows me, he will put me in a place where I'll govern his house, and I will have charge of his courts. And so when the call came two or three years later to make the transition from law into ministry, I had my answer because God had spoken and prepared my heart in advance. But there's two important words that are used in that scripture. One is to govern and the other is to take charge of. And both of those words deal with authority. And so it's like God says to every leader, I am going to give you delegated authority to govern on my behalf. When we release leaders, we take some of that authority that God has given to us and we give it to someone else to steward and um, to enjoy and to walk into their destiny with some of the delegated authority that Christ has given to us. And so when we release people into leadership, when we release people into, be, into leading home groups or to taking up an area of responsibility in the life of the church, it's with the delegated authority to do the job that we have received from Christ in uh, Luke chapter 9 from verse 1, Jesus sends out the 12, and he says, it says this, When Jesus had called the 12 together, 
He gave them power and authority to drive out all the demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. When you release authority, as Jesus did, it doesn't mean you abandon the authority that Christ has given you. There's still a measure that we are over shepherds of, that we are shepherds of the flock, and people operate in the anointing that we give them. But it's really important that as we release, we release with delegated authority that enables folk to do the job. And so Dudley managed to take a huge, profound truth around leadership and put it into three words, recognize, raise up, and release. We have manuals that have been written on those three concepts, and they're available on ncmi.net. And there's much, much, much more that I could say. But remember, recognize, raise up, release is a spiritual activity. We cannot just rely on the flesh and on what we see. It has to have an input from the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless as you raise up many, many leaders, as uh, the church begins to grow. So that pool of leadership has to grow as well. The great need in this hour is for leaders filled with integrity and honesty who have a call of God and the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in their lives. God bless you. Um, It's been a great joy and a privilege to be able to share this word with you. Amen. Thank you.